0: Pungie pungie, pungie I think that's
1: not a PC term anymore.
0: Right. What is it actually called then? S-stick S-stick stick trap. Activated my trap I was card. Ah, <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you, <laughs> Seto Kaiba. <Khyber. laughs> no, uh, oh, the Shadow
1: Realm. <laughs> okay, we are talking about traps. Welcome back to Rules is Written, the DD podcast. Not a Yu Gi Oh podcast. Not a Yu Gi Oh podcast yet. Oh yeah. the We're talking about traps, as you may have guessed. JT, how do trap? So traps. Be careful. Be careful. Yeah. Whenever you walk through any door, tell your DM that you check for traps. He'll love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll know the kind of game that you're playing. And for DMs, you should also be careful because traps, I think, can be a great boon to an adventure. Yeah. And also a great danger.
1: <laughs> Don't overuse traps. I think that's something we should just get get away out of the gate. Yeah. Don't overuse traps. But yeah. we'll get into this. Traps are a fantastic way of having uh, puzzle almost in a game one that isn't my first is in pod but not in bond like, <laughs> no no riddles or something it's a very kind of kinesthetic puzzle right that you play out in your
0: head and they can range as well like some can be more complex and that seeing and trying to disarm a trap might be a whole thing mm. whereas others might just be like Oh, just step over the wire. With leaves on it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't step in the pit. (laughs) Yeah,
1: so there's complex traps, there's simple traps. They also make the distinction between magical traps and non magical traps, but I don't think that makes much of a difference other than taking into account how these traps can be interacted
0: with. And how they can be detected, probably.
1: Yeah, that's true, actually. That is true. Traps kind of come in four stages the first hit me is the overarching level and threat of a trap so how difficult is this trap like should your players be anywhere near this thing or not then the actual trap comes down to a trigger what sets the trap off the effect what the trap does and the countermeasure, how the trap can be detected or defeated using ability checks or magic or whatever other things you've got at your disposal.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the levels a bit. How do you gauge what kind of trap to use when, how dangerous of a trap to use when?
1: Now, the DMG basically gives you some stuff corresponding to players' levels, the average player's levels, um, and how much damage it will do, but it's also Kind of up to you, really. It depends how dangerous you want this trap to be. Do you want it to just be a setback? Do you want it to just annoy them? Or do you want it to be lethal? Do you want it to be a real pain in the face if this thing hits you?
0: A tragedy in the making.
1: And it's not necessarily a good idea to think of these as like... Oh, this is the easy one, the medium one, the difficult one. They kind of have different roles. The setbacks, for example, can be used to slow down characters, players, while the dungeon's denizens kind of gather around and react to the alarm. So it's not necessarily about dealing straight damage. It can be how these traps interact with the dungeon as a whole and how the dungeon as a whole interacts with the trap.
0: It's just working against the party in its goals. Yes,
1: so the goals can be kind of nebulous kind of obtuse don't
0: think of it as just do damage player now yeah how much damage it do <laughs> it could be like the oh the screaming book in harry potter
1: yeah exactly right. that is a good trap yeah, that is a
0: me. really good
1: ah! <laughs> <Lost> it! <laughs> that's a good trap because that just
0: instantly alerts everyone in the dungeon yeah it does no damage but yeah. it's still like pretty bad
1: so the levels they're kind of separated into four bands of five levels each, or one to four, five to 10, 11 to 16, 17 to 20. So four to five levels each.
0: Yeah, the save DC and the attack bonuses are what change in this.
1: Yeah, so the save DC. Now, every trap will have a save DC. This is what you're rolling against to see if all your checks succeed, no matter if they're magical or skill checks.
0: Hmm. And on the other side, if it's like a attacking trap, Mm -hmm. then the trap itself gets the attack bonus Yeah, that can range anything from plus 3 to plus 12. This is
1: something you should kind of choose as you're designing the trap. Mm. One of the first things to do with your trap is work out the general idea. What do you want this trap to do? Do you want it to alarm people with the screaming book? Do you want it to maybe poison them? Make them weaker for a future fight? Do you want it to just do straight damage? Or a really good way to think about it is, how can this trap be an event for the party? Yeah. How can it be a fun thing for the party? It shouldn't just be you against the players. It should be, how can this trap enhance my dungeon?
0: Yeah, it adds a flavor, it adds like a kind of, in my mind actually traps are always a scary thing. Mm. Like there's always the, it adds the element of fear because then, player doesn't know whether or not there are traps necessarily so when you introduce them it's like now this is a thing
1: yeah and again this is something don't use traps too much because otherwise players just get overly cautious and it grinds the game to the halt as they start checking everything
0: yeah and you can also telegraph i think traps in a way when you describe a location or something that might help it makes it feel more fair
1: yeah this is something that's very difficult to do because players can't help but metagame yeah about this uh, it's also why you should definitely take down your character's passive wisdom check because mm. this is really what it's for you can see if one character has a high enough wisdom score to notice something about the trap like it's passing the traps save dc and then you can give that character hints clues telegraphing to,
0: about that trap yeah and they can also be placed in reasonable locations like things that are like if you're leading up to a location that should be protected, that might be a reasonable location for a truck.
1: Yeah, yeah. So try not to just make them unfair, like they're just walking down a hall in the king's palace, and they've just come from a feast and everything's okay, and suddenly Sphere of
0: Annihilation! <laughs> yeah, the Indiana Jones ball comes after you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or you're just in the forest and it's like every three feet like another another pit. <laughs> So,
1: first things first about traps, let's dive in. Triggering a trap. You've got to think of the trigger. Now, this could be anything from pulling a wire, turning a doorknob, using the wrong key, touching something, licking something, smelling something, saying something rude to a wall that's sentient. <laughs> really anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, being uh, a little bit too hasty on the riddle answers.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is where magical traps and physical traps can be a bit different. You could have almost no physical signs that a magical trap would be there, but maybe there's like a a type of alarm spell on the area. If anyone steps into the area, an alarm will go off. But this is something, again, you should give hints to and clues and telegraph.
0: Right. In this sense, it sounds like the difference between mechanical and magical is quite big in terms of how is the trap triggered, because whereas mechanical one, it's something that you can understand physically, it's like something that you might be able to see or feel. A magical one can be kind of anything, Yeah,
1: I guess. What's also cool with magic traps is you can add elements that may not seem obvious at first. For example, if you've got a magical trap, you could have a password to turn it off and you could give clues to that password earlier in the dungeon.
0: Right, and this would be reasonable for like if you are in some kind of hideout or fortress or whatever, and like there are people who live here that probably need to pass through this area quite Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like they need to know this. So how your trap is triggered is
1: a very important kind of aspect of the trap. It's as important as what the trap itself does, because this is how your players are going to interact with the trap at first.
0: that's the fun part,
1: I think. Yeah, like no one likes just a trap going off and they don't understand what's going on and they just take a load of damage and it's just a bit boring. It feels a bit cheap as well. <laughs> Next, we're going to talk about detecting the trap and how you can disable it. So we talked about the spell safe DC. What did you find out about that? So you can
0: detect a trap in multiple different ways. Mm. Either you're actively looking for traps and this will be, I don't know, Hopefully there's been some kind of clue that there might be traps in this area. Like if there's like
1: small holes in the wall or something. That yeah, something where through. it's like, yeah.
0: oh, this is a location that looks pretty spooky. <laughs> like, hmm, that like big ramp at the end of the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie. <laughs> so if you're actively looking for a trap, then you can attempt a wisdom or perception check against the traps DC. And that's how you detect it. So you just compare the two DCs to see whether or not they discover the existence of the trap. Otherwise, you are going against your passive perception, and that'll just be up to the DM.
1: Yeah, this is something that, again, I don't think is a good idea to just be like, you pass the check, there's a trap here. Yeah. (laughs) Just kind of give them more clues to kind of find it by themselves. What's that in the corner of your eye? You
0: see a glint at the end of the tunnel or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and obviously, since especially mechanical traps have physical elements to them that require them to work, these can be discovered naturally by players' actions too. So like, I mean, if you're, I don't know, walking in a particular area or like messing with a particular stone or something like that, this might also allow you to discover the trap without actually looking for a trap.
1: Yeah, so just think of it as a physical thing in the world, like if the player's actions would reveal the trap inadvertently,
0: Reveal the trap. Yeah. Mm. Like in the pit example, I think if you're like prone and you're crawling around or something, you probably wouldn't just fall straight in.
1: Yeah, you know? because you, you put your hand down first yeah. and yeah, push it through. So think about it really. Just just play the scenario out in your
0: head. Yeah. What about disabling the trap? That can get a little bit more complicated. It depends on the trap. So with the mechanical traps, it sounds like the limit is in your imagination. However, this trap was put together. But typically, you'll call for an intelligence check. So that way you can deduce what you actually need to do. Mm Mm-hmm followed by a dexterity check, probably using something like thieves tools to actually disarm the trap.
1: Yeah, it doesn't mention it, but I really encourage my players to describe exactly what they're doing. I try to give the trap in as much detail as possible, what they can see, like any ropes they can see, levers, pulleys, and encourage them to talk about what they're going to do if they're going to cut a certain lever or pull a rope or something would I want that be them a to... pass
0: fail scenario or would that be an advantage versus disadvantage or, or bonuses on if gold?
1: possible i like it to just do what it would do mm. um i i try and keep the trap in my head like all the working parts of the trap
0: mm. make
1: it not wildly complicated so if there is a counterweight or something and they cut it then the trap is disabled because it doesn't have any energy anymore. I think that's a much more satisfying way to do it than just roll the dice, it's gone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this requires more work because you'll have to actually imagine and create a device in your head that has, like, these physical components and, like, know what they do and stuff like that. Yeah. And not only that, but you'll have to convey a reasonable level of how much your players might know about this so that it's something that they could figure out. You're making a puzzle for them.
1: Yeah, so, for example, if you had a rope tied to a door and on one end of the rope is a stone, and that stone is held in place with another peg attached to a trip wire. Mm-hmm. So you trip the trip wire, that pulls out the peg, the stone drops, the door closes. Yeah, if they find that and they cut the rope, then they can trip the wire all they want because yeah. it's no longer attached to the stone, so the stone can't pull it down. Mm. That kind of Logic, there's no need for a skill check there if they tell me what they're gonna do mm. They just do it and it's a very I found satisfying way for people to interact with the world mm. it feels much more meaningful
0: Then I guess you can divvy out these explanations based on their intelligence checks when they're trying exactly. to discover how to yeah. interact with it
1: And also just kind of any questions they ask if they ask clever questions or something Then you can lead on also listen to what your players are talking about if they're completely wrong Sometimes it's a good idea to give them a hint, nudge them on the right path. Sometimes it's hilarious to watch them fail. So really just uh, weigh it up.
0: (laughs) Would you ever change the mechanics of a trap on the fly to lean into like what players think about it? Like if you are not on the same page, but they've already created like a kind of idea of how this should work.
1: I don't think I've ever actually done that. And that might be my fault as a DM. It sounds (laughs) like it could be difficult. I can can see it being beneficial, but also I think that kind of just defeats the point, really. Like, if they're they're on the wrong path, then they're on the wrong path. They've failed at the mental exercise.
0: Mm, Do better.
1: Yeah, that you've put forth. Unless, (laughs) Unless they bring, unless they say something and it's very obvious I've described the trap wrong or Mm. I've fucked up somewhere, like my my explanation or the way I'm thinking about it is wrong or the physics in my head is wrong, like a certain cave
0: that we won't talk about, (laughs) pulley system. Let no one ever talk about this, (laughs) Let let the physics courses speak for themselves, but I think that also there could be some value in having like encouraging maybe players finding their own solutions to things because it might be, like a lot of things to a DM, it might be pretty obvious how this thing works to you. Yeah. But when your players start to interact with it, there's a lot of room to interact with things in a different way that you might not have expected, just like with anything in the game. Yeah. And it might it might be a boon to have like more creative solutions to certain problems as well. Yeah,
1: keep keep it open also draw diagrams of what you can see
0: Mm. it doesn't have
1: to be amazing it doesn't have to be a perfect representation just a simple diagram of what they can see and its proportions into relations to other things
0: yeah that'll help you be on the same page if it's requiring because there's, there's been
1: many many times where i'm describing a room and someone will have it not wildly different but a little bit different in their head And suddenly that nullifies like an area of effect of the trap that I was thinking of. Mm. So making sure you've got that communication, not just the room shape and size, but also exactly what they can see.
0: Mm. So what happens if you
1: trigger the trap? You get the effect. So the effect can be, I mean, anything really, a blade swings in front of you, poison arrows, fire towards you, blasts of fire deep pits (laughs) yeah i mean the world is your oyster Mm. the sky's the limit if they do any damage again they go to the attack bonus they get the attack bonus but i i try to create my traps that even when they are triggered it's not just trigger effect you take damage Mm. i like to have a good amount of reactionary time, so they can interact with the trap even after they've triggered it. So that could take the form of having a poison. So even if someone is hit instantly, it's not necessarily a lot of direct damage. There's a poison that they now have to deal with Mm. and cure. Or it can be a blade is like swinging towards them and they have a reaction to take a dexterity check to get out of the way. It's very rare that I'll do it as just a, you've set it off now you take the damage
0: you have a second option of what do you do once it's triggered
1: yeah i try and do that there are exceptions to that for example if there's a chest and it's they're reasonably obviously trapped Mm. how they interact with that chest is kind of the trap that's like the whole trap there so you have an object basically in a vacuum that they have to work out what they're going to do with, and if they open the trap wrong, it's failed, and you take the damage. You've reached the fail state. It explodes. The trap. Yeah, exactly. It's a mimic.
0: Here's a face <laughs> full of damage.
1: So we've been talking about simple traps pretty much. These take one turn to play out. It just does its thing and then it's done. Yeah, but there's also complex traps. Complex traps are traps that last over multiple turns and these these can be really really interactive things uh the obvious one is a room filling with water that's not going to take one turn six seconds to do but it's going to take a few and they've got to figure out how to disarm that trap before it's too late
0: yeah so when a complex trap activates it rolls initiative and then you go into combat
1: A lot of them have initiative already. It seems to be initiative 10, if it's like a slow thing that takes a while to speed, like wind up.
0: Okay, proverbial proverbially rules initiative, unless it just says a number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Initiative 20, which is meant to be for surprise things, or, which is very interesting, initiative 20 and 10 for those really fast things. So the trap takes two turns for Mm. every turn that you would have. Mm. So these are the things that are in Xanathar's guide. It will give you initiative 10, initiative 20, or initiative 20 and 10 for those really fast traps. So what's an example of a complex trap
0: that's interesting?
1: So the example I've got in Xanathar's is the Sphere of Crushing Doom. Ah! So there is a coffin, whatever, at one end of a 150 foot hallway. This hallway is 10 foot wide. Now, I think 150 feet is a bit long for reasons we'll get to in a bit, but that's what it is.
0: Yeah, that's also a pretty good thing to telegraph that like, this is a weird hallway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This trap activates and it starts off with an initiative of 10, but that will change. Essentially, a sphere, a giant steel sphere starts rolling down this hallway. This hallway is sloped. And there is a portal that appears at the bottom and a portal that appears at the top. Now, as this ball rolls, it goes through the bottom portal and reappears at the top. Uh, gaining so, it's inertia. constantly going through and it gains speed. Now, if this ball were to hit you, you need to take a DC20 strength check. And if you fail it, you take 4D10. If you pass, you take half as much. If you fail, you're knocked prone as well. Anything that blocks the wall takes the maximum amount of damage. So, any box that you put in the way takes the maximum amount of damage.
0: Okay. So this will continue forever unless stopped. Yeah, so
1: it actually ramps up. You add 2d10 to the damage and you ramp up the speed. Now it says it goes straight to initiative 20 and 10 when it reaches 10d10 damage. So that's after three turns or so. So
0: that's like it's terminal velocity?
1: Yeah, but I think it would be cool to add in a 20. Initiative 20 halfway. Because it goes from 10 to 20 and 10, which sounds like why not just throw in a little more? You know, it's yeah, up. It up Space it up. Yeah. So basically you've got to find a way to either stop this ball or fuck with the portals. You can dispel magic on a DC-19 or, you know, anything that the players might do. They may have some MacGuffin in their bags, they could have something from earlier in the dungeon. Or to the hole <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Um, or you can stop the sphere, like a wall of force. Mm. Because it's not an unstoppable force. <laughs> so an immovable object will stop it.
0: That is its crushing defeat. Yeah, yeah, so
1: this is something that over these turns, every turn it reaches the end of the hallway, and it goes back to the start. Um, I think 150 feet in six seconds is ridiculously
0: fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah, think fast. Yeah, but, but it ramps up. The damage gets more and more, and... It's a very dynamic way to interact with a trap.
0: Right, so what are some of the triggers that might be detectable for this trap? Pressure plate?
1: The book says that it's a coffin door. So you could have the coffin door maybe on an odd pedestal or something.
0: Symbolism.
1: Maybe if they look around it, they may find an old rope attached to it or chain that looks suspicious or something Mm. maybe there's a clue earlier on that you've just heard that there are traps down there or the jester protects his sorry it's a jester's grave
0: of course right
1: yeah the jester protects his coffin with beyond the grave final joke (laughs) (laughs) a killing (laughs) joke (laughs) nice
0: Batman. reference
1: So that's one way of a, of designing a complex trap. It's something that ramps up turn after turn and gets more deadly
0: the longer it goes on. Okay, got you. So that's... Traps, That's traps. Yeah, Yeah. start
1: designing your own. This is something I've always loved doing just while you're daydreaming, while you're on your way to work. Yeah, because traps
0: in a lot of ways are kind of like spicy puzzles.
1: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You can also lift them wholesale from games. Mm. video games any video games that have a cool trap you can incorporate elements of that into your D&D yeah game. like
0: play 20 minutes of Tomb Raider and you'll have like a good set yeah exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Uncharted
0: yeah yeah.
1: so that is it from us yeah um, coming at you live like a
0: rolling spear <laughs> <laughs> of destruction
1: you can email me toby at show.com. you can help us out on Patreon we need to buy a new mic This one is dying, and we're going to be recording in separate locations. Yeah, also
0: we don't have clothes. That was the thing that we didn't mention. Don't
1: tell them, JT. (laughs) Don't don't give us clothes!
0: (laughs) I sleep on the ground.
1: JT, we've talked about this. I don't like you clothing yourself.
0: (laughs) My stick roof is falling apart. Yeah. Also you can rate us on iTunes. Yeah, that was it. Rate us on iTunes. Everyone says it. Apple
1: Podcasts. It it helps boost us up a little bit. Send us to your friends. If you've got any ways that you think we can extend this podcast's reach a bit, we've got we've got a a little a little following, but it's it's not too big. And we want to share the good word. Like a cult, if you will. (laughs) Yes, we must grow our powers. But yeah. Thank you for listening. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I love it. I love seeing these little numbers go up. Yeah, you're a number. All of you. All of you. (laughs) You're one. You're number one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, until next time, take care. Yep. Peace out.